It's Checkers or Wreckers as we enter turn four on the front stretch. Presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs. Welcome back into the front stretch. Rolling into turn number four. Just about ready to wrap this baby up. Brought to you by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to the lube today for all of the beautiful weather. It's uh, about a week early. See, Dirk, I almost said all the NASCAR action, but then I tried to pivot. And now I've brought attention to the fact that I still made the mistake. But Thursday at Quaker Steak and Lube, it's a week removed from what will be uh, actually two weeks away from the first classic car cruise. And they're set to have that May 6th. So you can get down to the Lube, enjoy all the great food tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and then all of the action for the NASCAR race at Talladega on the big screens at Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs. Get over to the Lube today. It's actually a pretty good bet if the weather's good that you can stop there in the evening and check out one or two classic cars anyway. They, I mean, I, be, I drive by there all the time. Yeah. And there is something in there that's worth stopping and looking at just about every time I drive by. Mm-hmm. And the cars inside are definitely worth going in and taking a peep after you haven't seen them lately. Yeah. Well, forecast yeah. for tomorrow while uh, Thursday being 56. It's a high, mostly cloudy. Next Thursday, high of 63, partly cloudy. And it looks like uh, the following Thursday, this the I've only got the 10-day out to, to Wednesday, the 5th of May. Uh, but 68, some out, some showers, as we're expecting in May. Um, so looks like we're going to be in about the 60s to 70s for most of the next uh, week and a half, two weeks. Better than the sideways snow we had the other day. Forget about that. I was so mad when I woke up. I usually don't get irritated like that, but... That was yes, just cruel. Do. That was just I woke, cruel. I woke up in the same room as you. You did. <laughs> well, not usually not at the weather. I try not to get irritated <laughs> at the weather. There's nothing I can do about it. The government's covering that. <laughs> yeah, Heather. If you pay more taxes, Dan, they'll get that fixed. That's true. That's absolutely just true. Just like the roads. Just like the roads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we appreciate everybody hanging in there with us for today's show. Great turn number one, uh, turns two and three. And then uh, coming up turn number four, we're going to kind of pack a lot of what we would have done in one and four into just turn four. So we're going to get your results from Richmond. We're going to talk about the headlines, cover some of the racing that's going to be going on Friday and Saturday as well as preview Talladega. So before we get too far, I got a quick reference to our turn one. We jinxed poor Ryan Truex, something terrible. I tell you, it's feast or famine with with us. And either we, we, we definitely bring luck to anybody that interviews with us. Whether it's good luck or bad luck is always the question. Yeah, we give him something. Yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> he was uh, first man out, dead last. Not a good day for Ryan Truex, and uh, uh, everybody knows we're pre-recorded, so we recorded speaking to these guys before the race. But I did, uh, I did go ahead and send Wally a message. He said, "No, nah, man, nothing you guys did. Don't worry." <laughs> Means he'll still talk to us. Yeah, and uh, I am working on getting us a chat with Ryan Truex. So, oh, cool. That's always been nice. I don't think we've ever had Ryan on the show before. No, he's he's really never been a full time racer he's always just done part-time you know five six races with this team and a few yeah. with this team and, but uh i thought yeah, he did think, a full-time uh, truck series ride a few years ago well i think he did one the last year brad keselowski had a truck team okay i think yeah. but i'm not positive i'd have to go back and look for sure but uh you know he's been around the the big leagues for several years done some xfinity done some truck i don't know if he's had a cup start or not 
but uh you know he's he's always good to talk to on tv so yeah. i think he'll be fun if we can get him on uh and um again we talked to them about the race coming up may first, first. and second at kansas speedway for the trucks on saturday and the cup on sunday now previous years that has been a saturday night cup race a friday night support class race but they've moved both of those races back to the uh the sunday race so both the may race is going to be on a sunday and the october race will be on a sunday so two yeah, sunday I... races for the for the for the cup series at kansas speedway and you get your tickets right now kansasspeedway.com you were going to say oh i was just going to say uh and i do believe on the first i don't know the order of events but uh i believe they got an arca race on the same day with the trucks yeah i do um, believe and go down a day early and uh, catch the slmr race at lakeside by the way looks like martin uh ryan truex has raced in the cup series raced what looks to be a three race series for phoenix racing in 2013 he raced several races in 2014 for BK Racing, took some years off, and then raced for Tommy Baldwin Racing, uh, was scheduled to race for them in the number 71 at Daytona in 2019, but did not qualify for the race. That's because there was no qualifying, so. Uh, 2019 there wasn't? Oh, no. You're, you're, no, there was quali- Well, there might not have been. I don't know. I was thinking. It might have got rained out. Yeah, you're right. It just seems like that was last year. I know. <laughs> All right, let's talk uh, Richmond. Alex Bowman gets one away. I tell you, Clint Boyer just gets so excited when he calls something true, and 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 it ends up happening. You know, he he kept saying on that last set of pit stops, "Watch out for that forty-eight. Watch out for that forty-eight. And sure enough, within a couple of laps of the drop of the green flag, the forty-eight was able to squirt by the eleven. Great race between uh, Hamlin and Bowman for a couple of laps, as Bowman was slowly working the lines, getting around him. And then uh, prior to that, we were seeing some great racing between Hamlin and Logano. I'm going to miss this short track action. We, we got kind of spoiled with several short tracks in a row. Yeah, well, Hamlin did not have a short run car, and that was through the whole race. He'd, he'd you know, get out of the lead for several laps at the beginning, and then his car would come in and he'd go. But by the time his car came in on this last little 20-lap run, it was SOL. Yeah, it was all done. And Hamlin by far had one of the best cars. One stage one, one stage two, second in the race. Uh, great pit stop on that last run. It, it kind of felt like everything was falling into place and Hamlin was finally going to get his win, but it just wasn't time. Well, that was nine races into the season. The big conversation, I mean, it happened nearly instantly when the drop of the checkered flag happened was, okay, what's wrong with the 11 team and why haven't they won, even though they've been so strong? Yeah, well, I did see a stat that uh, through nine races without a win, and this is in far as i can tell cup history because they went back into the 60s i think if i remember right hamlin has led the most laps without a win mm-hmm. he's like he's led like 625 laps and what throws that whole stat just a little bit of a skew is they cut the bristol race 250 laps you know and they put it on dirt if that race would have been you know on the pavement he might have led a bunch of laps there too yeah but still so, he's it's it's I guess it's a good position for him to be in. And I think he said later in the week, he said, honestly, I would rather be in our position rather than Alex Bowman's position because we're still hot. We're still dominating races. And it's just a matter of time. I mean, we've talked about it. It's it's a formula for racing. You continue to race up front. Eventually, you're going to get the win. Oh, yeah. 
there's there's not a team around that would complain about a season full of top fives. Yeah, absolutely. Alex Bowman, like we talked about, seventh in stage one, fourth in stage two, 51 points on the day. He led the final 10 laps of the race to pick up the uh, eighth different winner in 2021. Hamlin ended up coming home second. Joey Logano in third. Christopher Bell in fourth. Martin Truex Jr. top five. Eric Amarola, William Byron, Kyle Busch, Matt DiBenedetto, and Austin Dillon. I want to apologize to all Kyle Larson fans. I felt like this was going to be a good race for him. So I took him, and he ended up finishing 18th. Started fifth, uh, started sixth, and fell back pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, wait, had he, he had an issue on pit road, didn't he? Yes. Yes, and then once, once you get a lap down, I mean – at that track i what finished on the lead lap 12 cars or something 14 but at one point in time i think they said there was nine on the lead lap yeah and then they had that two or three cautions right there towards the end that kind of bungled things up a little bit no there was a lot of racing a lot of too wide racing and it's been the the thing at richmond the last couple of years they do a, there's a lot of green flag racing not much going on as far as cautions but there were a couple the other day so big points getter on the day was denny hamlin who'd you end up taking I had uh, Willie B finish seventh. Okay. Got, got stage points and stuff. So he, he did all right. I, yeah, he, he ended up 40. with points low. How much did he end up with? 40. Oh, I didn't think he got quite that many. I thought it, I was going to say like 37 or eight. Yep. Uh, I'll take 40. It, it really is amazing how when your driver just has a crappy car all day, you, you're just dead in the points. I mean, I got 19. <laughs> Somebody who took Hamlin, granted, didn't get the win. But got 55 points for you, you. You've got a seventh place finisher. You got 40 points. I mean, it's it's just amazing how how quickly those stage points add up. And all of a sudden, when your guy can't even sniff the top 10, uh, it, it, it could be a painful day for you in the in the fantasy league. Yeah, well, I was glad because I was actually. All right, let's. Uh, so we talked about the Richmond results. We'll get to Talladega here in a little bit, but I want to talk about some of the uh, news and notes that are floating around. The first one I wanted to talk about was Jennifer Jo Cobb being denied her a start at Talladega this Sunday in the cup series for Rick Ware racing. I didn't exactly get to see a statement from NASCAR as to the reason why they denied her, but she was denied and now she's not able to run. Now this is nothing new. Uh, Drivers have been denied to race at tracks like Talladega and Daytona quite often. And some of the articles I read that NASCAR is actually getting a little more strict on who they're approving to race at those races because it takes a little bit more of a level of, of experience and, and performance to, to race at those races. But I say that with a little bit of hesitation because there's plenty of guys in that, in that field at Daytona and Talladega that I think some other drivers would prefer didn't get approved to race at Talladega and Daytona. Well, yeah. And I mean, she's got, Jennifer Joe's got, I was reading it the other day, 200 plus starts in the truck series. So she's been at Talladega several times. She's only got, oh, it was just a handful. I'm, I want to say three starts in Xfinity and has never had a cup start. Mm-hmm. So very limited in the cars. And I think that was as big a decision as anything. And she hasn't been in a car since 2018. Has not been in an Xfinity car since then. Right. The cars and trucks drive a ton different. So yeah, it, it, it surprised me. I was surprised that she did not get approved. I was kind of surprised too. And of course, there's going to be some criticism if NASCAR doesn't have a full field at Talladega because they could have said, okay, go ahead and let her in. But there's also, I think maybe NASCAR is trying to make a little bit more of a concerted effort. You know, I, I, I think back to the, um, the damaged car policy that they implemented 
either 19 or 20, they implemented that, that they're trying to get as many debris cautions off the books as possible and, and unnecessary cautions too. Maybe this is one of those where they were kind of thinking, gosh, you know, and listen, I don't want to talk bad about Jennifer Joe cop, but the fact is she typically runs around in the back in the truck series. It's a low budget team. It's a low funded team. It's a low technological team. I mean, we've seen her that she's, she's over there trying to, to make friends with anybody she can when she's in the pits at the racetrack trying to get some information from them about what she could do to change her truck and make it a little bit faster. But I, maybe this is just an effort by NASCAR to say, you know what, we'd rather have 38 cars in the field rather than 39 and have to worry about that one that just doesn't have the experience and could cause a big accident. Well, and that car is still going to be in the race. They'll just be another driver. Very true. Trickworth cars are going to be in race. Yep. So matter of fact, I, I sent a text to David Starr said you need to contact rick Ware. he's got a ride available for talladega he typed back what (laughs) (laughs) so according to bob hockris who sent out a tweet april 19th so a couple of days ago says jennifer joe cobb not approved to run the cup series race at talladega according to nascar decision was based on performance and quality nascar has been more stringent with recent cup series approvals she was years ago okayed for a cup series but did not run in the series for a year. So she had to get reapproved. And right. this decision was not a result of Richmond. Right. Yeah. No, she looked like dog due to a Richmond in the truck. I mean, that just in one of them races, you know? Yeah. I, I think as much as anything else is that she hadn't been in a car since 18. So two plus seasons without driving the car. I think that's the biggest thing, especially now since they don't do any practice or anything. Yeah. You can't send her so. out there to just, go out there and try she's just the inexperience is going to cause an issue and, and even though she's raced so many truck series races like you just talked about the trucks race completely different than the cars yeah uh, the whole way at a track like talladega or daytona there's two two big super speedways that cab sticking up in the air knocks such a big hole in the air you know the cars don't do that and the cars got an even smaller hole now that they dump that drop that spoiler down on the super speedways so yeah, it would uh, it'd be a big switch for her to drive that car. And I, I'm saying it's a good call by NASCAR not to let her drive. You know, yeah. So moving on, speaking of the truck series, Brian Brown Racing, who has been a, a frequent racer at I-80 Speedway, is a weekly points racer at Knoxville Raceway and uh, runs the Casey's General Store Sprint Car throughout the area. Uh, announced that he is going to be behind the wheel of the Kyle Busch Motorsports number 51 truck series race at Knoxville when they appear on July 9th. Great deal for him. And I think that's smart for Kyle Busch to put him in that truck. Somebody that knows that racetrack like the back of their hand. Somebody who's had success there. I believe uh, the article I read said he's a five-time track champion at Knoxville. That sounds right. So uh, uh, smart move there. Hopefully he'll do a little bit better than... uh, then Scott Bloomquist did when uh, Kyle Busch put him in a truck at, at Eldora. <laughs> you think he'll do as good as Martin Truex did when Kyle Busch put him in his truck at Bristol? I would say no. I if I'm I'm a betting man, I'm I'm gonna say uh, Brian's probably gonna end up finishing somewhere around twentieth. You know, but then again, I, it's Kyle Busch Motorsports, they've got great technology in the truck series. Who knows? I'm hoping that they run the same type of format as Bristol and get to run some heat races like yeah. they were planning on running at Bristol and, and didn't get done, you know, because if that happens, he could get a good starting spot. He very he well gets could. a decent starting spot. He'll get a good starting spot if they go off of owner's points anyway. 
True. Because he'll be starting wherever the 51 is supposed to start. He'll be starting in the top probably five or six. Yeah. He could be a force in that race. Scott Bloomquist Racing announced on Wednesday, no, Tuesday, that they have decided to drop off of the World of Outlaws late model full-time schedule to focus more on big events for the remainder of the season. They said that uh, they've just decided to kind of hop around and, and try some different things. Bloomquist kind of shook up the racing world in 2020 when he announced that he would not be returning to full-time racing with the Lucas Oil Late Model Series and instead with new sponsor Drydeen was going to be racing full-time with a partnership. Well, not a partnership, but a teammate in Chris Madden. And uh, Madden, halfway through the season, left the operation of Scott Bloomquist Racing and the Drydeen team and uh, in pursuit of other opportunities. And so far this year, to my understanding, Scott's uh, performance in the World of Outlaws series has not been great. So Scott said, you know what, to heck with, and I'm just going to kind of go around and, and race the races I want to race and not points race. Yeah, well, there's something to be said on that. If he can, you know, if he if he turns around and wins two or three races, everybody's going to say, oh, it's a smart move. Yeah. But if he doesn't win some races, then everybody's going to say, you know, what's going on with Scott? And because the travel, and especially with the fuel costs and everything going up, the travel will eat you alive running a series like that. Yeah, he's he's still going to be racing as much as he can. And that's not to say he's not going to race the World of Outlaws race. The Most of the World of Outlaws races, I think he'll just look at it and say, that Lucas Oil race is paying a little bit more. I'm going to go race that one, and I'm not going to be tied into the requirements of, of racing the World of Outlaws uh, series races and well maybe this one over here pays better than the other two so i'm just going to go race that non-sanctioned race i imagine yeah. he's still going to race quite a bit as much as he probably did with either of the series he's just going to have the freedom of going to race him wherever he wants to well and just even if two races pay the same and one's a hundred mile toe and the other's a 500 mile toe you know where he's going yeah you know honestly who knows with scott bloomquist <laughs> seriously who who the heck knows with that guy that's kind of our news and notes for today. Not a lot, again, has happened. Anything you think I missed, Dirk, that I need to make sure and talk about? We need to uh, send out some condolences. Yo, that's right. We should have done that at the beginning of the turn. We can do it now. Good, good, very good friends of the show lost a loved one. Bob and Lori Kroger lost their uh, their father. Bob's father passed away, so Lori lost her father-in-law. It's always tough to lose a, a parent, so we obviously send out our thoughts and prayers to, to Bob and Lori, who have been tremendous supporters of the front stretch uh, for about the last four or five years, constantly at the racetrack with us, constantly at Quaker Steak and Lube, doing our giveaways, taking pictures, making us pose, uh, taking candid shots of us uh, when we're not paying attention, and, and some of them turn out pretty dang and good. And blackmailing them with us, yeah. blackmailing <laughs> us with them. And giving us some great prizes to give away, too. They go around all these racetracks and collect stuff for us. And was it at, at, at the uh, the Homestead or the Phoenix party last year that they gave us the, the David Star Fender? I don't remember if they gave that to us last year or if that was Daytona party this year. Well, I think two. that was last year. No, I mean, it. it's a prize gift to have. And it's something that they actually bought from David's store online. And uh, I mean, she's got, uh, she is without a doubt, David Starr's biggest fan. A uh, 100%. Yeah. Agreed. David's married and got kids. She's a bigger fan than them. She is. I completely agree. I'm laughing because I think you're. I think you're 100 on point. You're right. Really? Would yes. You say that again. That sounded good. No. <laughs> in fact, I'm probably gonna end up editing that out. I don't need any of that being on the internet. 
damn, I'm starting to get a headache. My head's swelling so quick. <laughs> it's probably just COVID. No, I can't say that because you're you you you'll have to get your brain tickled again before you get your. No, I'm, I'm COVID negative. I get my uh, second shot a week from yesterday. So, <laughs> Talladega this Sunday at uh, on the big screens at Quaker Steak and Lube. Get over to the official watering hole of the front stretch and watch all of the super speedway action. The race is going to be broadcast on Fox. It's also going to be on MRN and the Sirius XM channel. I think that's channel 90. I haven't listened to that in quite a few years. Race is scheduled to start at 1 o'clock Central Time, so make sure your picks are in on time on the Rick Havenridge Pick'ems Contest. This race last year was ran in June. It was the uh, 13th race of the season. Ryan Blaney ended up picking up the win. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. came home in second. Eric Amarola third. Hamlin in fourth. Eric Jones in fifth. Busher Bowman, John Hunter Nemechek in eighth. Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick rounded out your top 10. Looks like there was 24 cars on the lead lap, only a handful a lap down. And Matt Kenseth was involved in an early accident. Chase Elliott uh, finished 38th. Kyle Busch finished 32nd. Christopher Bell, 29th. Matt DiBenedetto, who I, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning on him a little bit for my super speedway picks this lately. Uh, finished 26th this race. Truex, 23rd. That's Martin, not Ryan. Martin finished 23rd. So, again, Ryan Blaney won the race. Took home 54 points on the day. And for you people thinking he made a mistake when he said Matt Kenthus, Matty was uh, in Kyle Larson's ride that. Right. Racing action to come Friday. The World of Outlaws are at Bristol on dirt. I'm sure you can watch that somewhere over the stream. Crawford County Speedway is going to be kicking off a two-night race between them and Shelby County Speedway for the spring fling. IED Speedway's open up their NASCAR season opener on Saturday. Adams County Speedway kicks off their NASCAR season. It was supposed to start last Saturday. Wasn't it last Saturday or was that a special? No, it was supposed to be last Saturday okay. and they moved and they got- it. Well, they moved it up and then they still got rained out. Yep. Eagle Raceway kicks off their IMCA season opener on Saturday night. World of Outlaws are back at Bristol on dirt for night number two. Junction Motor Speedway, Knoxville Raceway are both uh, kicking off action or going to be having action. I believe I believe that's Junction's season opener and Knoxville opened their season last Saturday night. Shelby County Speedway con- concludes night number two of the spring fling. Again, they're doing a two-night deal uh, working out between them. There's some bonuses if modifieds and I believe sport mods and stock cars, if the, uh, the winner can win both races, there's some bonuses involved there. So make sure to find out more information on the Crawford County Speedway and Shelby County Speedway Facebook pages. And if you're planning ahead and are planning on going to Kansas City uh, on the 1st and 2nd, I believe it's April 30th, which is Friday, and then May 1st, Saturday, I believe is the grand reopening of I-70 Speedway, uh, less than an hour east of of Kansas Speedway there, right? Literally off I-70. And uh, the pictures look fantastic. Uh, they shorten the track up and uh, looks fantastic. Uh, should be some good racing if you want to sneak over there Saturday after going to the truck show. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. I want to say a big thank you to everybody that joined us earlier. Uh, turns one and two, Wally Rogers and... Danny Gill. Danny Gill, thank you. And Danny Gill, uh, turn number one, talking truck series at Kansas Speedway. Turn number two and three, we had um, the Fox Factory Shocks by Schaller Racing, guys. Ben Schaller and Justin Sutter on the show. And then we also had Cade Murray, flagman from Eagle Raceway, join us. And then, uh, of course, in turn number four, we get you uh, updated on the headlines, results from Richmond, 
yada, yada, yada. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate your guys' support. Get down to Quaker Steak and Lube. Support them. Thanks to Rural Fabrication for supporting us. Of course, if you need any help with computers, be sure to give me a call. Tailored Computers, 402-659-5641. Update on some of the stuff I've done this week. I've talked a lot about the hard, hard drive upgrades. These are really, really simple processes that you can do to speed up your laptop and desktop. A lot of computers have an older style hard drive and I just replace it. All of your files, excuse me, I get choked up when I'm talking about this. All of your files, all of your settings, everything gets transferred over exactly how it was in the last computer. It's just faster. It's a great little process. It's easy and it will make your computer last for a couple more years. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641 and let me know if you want to find out how a hard drive upgrade can help you. I also fixed a couple of cracked screens this week and helped somebody recover some of their data. So if you need new help, computers, just let me know, 402-659-5641. Thanks a lot to Rick Havenridge. Find out what Rick can do for you today at rickhavenridgeadvice.com. And then also uh, Joe's Carding, of course, for presenting the show. Dirk, any, any conversation from the hospitals about you going in and getting poked and prodded again? Nope, nobody said nothing, but I did get, uh, I take that little vacation on the list there while my brother was out of town, but I am back on and I'm available to be kidneyized. All right. So uh, keep the fingers crossed. Keep everybody, uh, keep Dirk in your thoughts if he can get that kidney and, and he can pee again. Something you never really hear anybody wish on anybody else. Dirk, I, I hope you could pee again in the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, the first one's going to be on Facebook. So. <laughs> God. And then he'll start serving a month-long band. Once again, yeah, for, for Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. The official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar-off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids' night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak & Lube.